Hello and welcome to this episode of WRPX, your Wrestling Revolution podcast. I am your host, Antonio Garza. And we are a little bit late. Um, I was going to pretend that I just wanted to wait for the Momo, Rita, and Hanan match from Stardom to release this podcast. But in reality, I've just been having a really busy week. And so that's how things go. But here we are, and we are going to be talking about wrestling. Uh, because it was a pretty fun weekend that we had um, last weekend. <laughs> uh, we had the finally the end of the Stardom 5-star Grand Prix. We had some G1 Climax, and we had some DDT, uh, which I didn't see the full show. But I did see the main event that I think was probably one of the better things to watch. Um, so we could talk about all of that. And let's get to it. <laughs> uh, Stardom Five Star Grand Prix 2021 finally came to an end on the 25th of September. Uh, they went 17 shows. And that is including the show on the 23rd, which we talked about last week, where... It really was just a filler show to get, um, like if you watch the show, it felt like a show that I was just like for the purpose of getting the missing matches that we had before the, the finals, just to get them out of the way. Uh, I'm guessing that show may have come upon after the cancellations early on. And so they had it to readjust. And then it happened that this show just really had three tournament matches left before we headed into the, the finals. And so the rest of the matches were just kind of like, you know, we had a, a, a three-on-three match and a rookie match uh, with Iwatani. So the the finals of the show, they took place in Ottawa Gymnasium in Tokyo. This was a long show, actually, because... I think everyone was featured and that is saying that's coming from um, from my point where I actually didn't get to watch the Momo, Rina and Hanan match and then the Mai Sakurai and Sukiyama match until today um, because they were not I mean obviously they were dark matches so they were not in the the pay-per-view broadcast and stardom i think they uploaded the the thing the whole thing on tuesday and so i ended up watching it a day later um and i mean i i i didn't miss anything uh surprisingly hanan won the three-way and so momo lost the match right before she went into a the finals of the grand prix <laughs> so that was kind of interesting and then Sakurai got her first win in Stardom because she was going against Sukuyama, who were, who like came into the promotion like a week later, and so that seniority of one week or two weeks was enough for Sakurai to get 
the win, so she has her first win. It's it, it wasn't as special as as Lady C getting her win. That one felt special. This was just like, uh, I, I, you already have a win. That's that's good fun for you. Uh, but the actual show itself, it was all five star Grand Prix matches from the top, the ring bell, uh, all the way to the finals. And I'm going to go and say, like, before we, we start, like, this was a freaking great show. I, I like, without spoiling anything, they had three match of the year contenders back to back to back at the end of the show. Um, sorry, that, that is my cat scratching herself. Scratchy scratch. Um, but, like, the rest of the car, it was just filled with either really good matches or matches that made sense for what they were um, with the exception of maybe one or two matches that were not just like that like I mean they were not great uh, but everything else was fantastic I think um, Suri winning the whole thing was the right choice there, there is like some, uh, I think Dave Meltzer reported, I don't know who else has, but like Dave Meltzer reported that Julia was supposed to win the tournament and that uh, because she got injured, they had to shift things around. I do think they, they had to shift fix things around for sure because the points all perfectly made sense in this show. But, oh man, like, I still find it hard to believe that Julia was going to win. Uh, like, the Hayashishita versus Yuri match for the red title that was pretty much set up before the tournament even started. I think we all knew it was coming uh, after the the time limit draw last time. But I like I don't know like if Julia wins, then what? She goes after Tam Nakano again, and and what? I mean, does she get just the title back? Is that what we're going for? Uh, so I don't know, like that didn't feel like the, this, this year didn't feel like the right year for Julia. However, with Sudi, it, everything feels like it was meant for Sudi. Like she won the SWA title at the end of last year. And she's like, she started her thing saying like, I want to, I want competition. I want to open this to like Japanese nationals. I want like. To fight everyone and while she hasn't really defended the title that much uh since uh Yuri's year kind of became about just being the best and just getting competition and getting in, in, in matches and so she ended up going after hayashishita she ended up winning the tag titles and defending those titles against like i mean aphrodite and, and several groups um she had a decent performance in the Cinderella tournament, even though she got eliminated by Sayaka of all people. And then she came in also into this tournament and she was the ass kicker of her block. I mean, she had a really strong block. She was in there with Nakano, with Siri, with, I mean, Chi Siri, with uh, Hayashishita, with Takumi Iroha. There's a lot of people in that group that that were really strong, but she was the ass kicker. So I don't know, like if you tell me that Julia was supposed to win, I guess maybe, 
But if you ask me, this tournament was all about crowning Suri because even if we know that they're going to fight come like at the end of the year, giving her the win of the tournament is a way stronger way to sell you that match other than just like, oh, work rate and they had a draw a couple of months ago. Now, like now it's like, I went and won the freaking tournament and I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to finally challenge you and like having, having the, the win of the tournament probably gives Sudi like slightly more leverage, like for the no time, no time limit draw, stuff like that. And so I don't know, like I just feel Sudi was always supposed to win. You can tell me whatever you want to tell me, but I always, I think that Sudi was always supposed to win. Um, so that's that the, the show itself, uh, it actually started with Natsupoi who had nine points and Mina Shirakawa who had four points. Uh, it, this was a, okay, fun match. It was a, a couple of like, uh, little comedy here and there. Uh, nothing really special. Um, I wouldn't even say that it was either woman's strongest match. I think Shirakawa had a really good tournament. Uh, she really showed that she can hang with some of the best. And Natsupoi, I, I guess, like, she had a strong start, but then, like, she kind of just disappeared, similar to Micah, uh, similar to even, like, Asumi, for instance. Um, but she, I don't know, the match was good. She, I think her performance throughout the tournament was what we expected from her, kind of. Cause she like she got nine points. She wasn't just slouching, but at the same time, she wasn't going to break out as a superstar in this tournament. Um, for for that matter, I think Mina Shirakawa did a much better work, much better job at just kind of like showing and trying to elevate herself. And I and I think she she succeeded in that sense. Like I don't think we're now gonna see Shirakawa as a credible contender, but I think uh, like with some of the performances in the tournament, I think she can go ahead and you know get herself a high speed title match, for instance. Um, maybe I mean she's the trio's title, so maybe once they defend those titles, she will have a stronger performance. Uh, little things like that. So I think. Uh, that's Shirakawa's. Uh, we had the announcement that December 29th, Stardom Dream Queendom, <laughs> which is kind of similar to Wrestle Kingdom, which is taking place like five days later or, or six. Uh, Stardom Dream Queendom is taking place at the Ryogo Kusumo Hall, um, which is, I mean, fantastic news. That is a, a beautiful building. It's one of my favorite buildings, uh, venues in Japan, um, specifically in Tokyo. But uh, yeah, that is going to be a big show for Japan. I mean, for Japan, for stardom, that's how they're going to be closing their their year. They're like, honestly, like talk about breakout. I think stardom had a breakout year uh, 2021. Uh, so fantastic. My cat keeps walking around the desk. <laughs> uh, next up, we had Fukigen Dev and Saki Kashima. This I gave a dud. <laughs> uh, this was about two minutes. It was fun. It was like two stable mates trying to like joke around and trying to get like one up in each other. And it ended up with Def getting the roll up exchange. 
like uh, the roll of pin over like the exchange. Uh, but yeah, like this wasn't anything. I was incredibly disappointed that Saki Kashima ended the tournament with four points. I think Kashima is way, way better than four points. I think she's way better than what other people got in the tournament. So I was incredibly disappointed. She is my first disappointment of the night because there will be another one later down the road. Uh, not as bad though. But yeah, like I, I just feel like Kashima deserves better. Um, she like, I don't know, like she's a good wrestler. She can go if given the opponent and given the opportunity to not do like an Oedo tie cheating match or or stuff like that. I, I was really disappointed. Fuki and Dev, I was really happy that she got 10 points at the end. I When I came in, I figured Dev is... Uh, not going to be like super strong. I don't remember anymore if Death was the replacement for Natsuko Tora or was it Ruaka. Um, but if it was Death, then I'm guessing Natsuko Tora was supposed to get 10 points. Uh, and that's why Fukiken Death got 10 points. And so I'm happy for her because, I mean, I, I still don't know why Stardom decides to have freaking Kaori Yonayama, one of the best wrestlers in Japan, dressed as a clown and doing comedy. Because, like, you see Kaori Yonayama in Oz Academy. I, I think she's still the champion there. Uh, you see her, like, everywhere, even in Choco Pro, and she's freaking amazing. <laughs> but here she is, Fukigen Death. And, like, the beauty of Fukigen Death is that when she actually starts to go in a match, she can freaking go. And I think we're going to see that later on um, in a couple of days when she takes on Starlight Kid for the high speed title. I think that is going to be uh, an opportunity for people to see Fuki and Dev on another light because she is freaking fantastic. So, yeah, so I guess th this match, complete dud, two minutes, nothing happened. Uh, and I'm just sad for Saki Kashima. Next up, we had. Koguma versus Himeka. Uh, this was actually like dud aside. This may have been like one of my least favorite matches. Um, it's weird when 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 we started the tournament. I was at that point where I was like, okay, so Koguma, you can tell she the the ring rust is gone. I really like her stuff. She she came in to the tournament with a win over. Julia and it looked like really promising. She she was just doing pretty well as the tournament progressed and we got to the end. I don't I'm kind of tired of Koguma. She does a lot of cutesy spots or like comedy. And don't get me wrong, I'm okay with cutesy stuff. I'm a fan of Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. But there's something about Koguma doing it in stardom that just doesn't click for me. When I when I look when I look at Tokyo Joshi and then I look at Stardom, I kind of feel like I'm watching the 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 youth version and the adult version of wrestling, even though they're I, I, they're kind of like the same ages for the wrestlers. But that's what I always feel like, just because of the presentation of the product. Um, like in Tokyo Joshi, you have cat girls and sleepy girls and Pom Harajuku. 
and a kaiju and a superhero. And then I hear you have just ass kicker Sudi versus ass kicker um, Micah and, you know, cosmic dream girl, Tom Nakano, you know, like top level idol. And so to me, seeing Koguma do like the cutesy stuff just doesn't click and start on for me. I like, and like, I don't mind if Koguma does cutesy stuff. The thing is like, she brings her opponents to doing it. And so like seeing Himeka, who for the most part, just kind of like, is pretty chill. She doesn't like do like the overly like performance. She just kind of gets into the ring and starts wrestling. And so seeing her do stuff like that, it's kind of weird. Like if, if Natsupoi does it, uh, I think it's okay. I think it's fun, but he make felt weird. <laughs> And so, yeah, I, I this I, I wasn't super excited about this match. Uh, once the match started, it was okay. It was kind of like a weird Haas fight with them like slamming each other and a little bit of high speed uh, from Koguma. Uh, the finish, I wasn't crazy about it, but it kind of worked. Uh, Koguma has been winning with rolls, and which is a, a weird role actually because... I don't know if it's like a, a joke of her weight, but she puts all her weight on the pin. Uh, but she counter running power bomb into a roll. So it kind of worked. I, I don't mind. Uh, Koguma ended with 11 points. Himeka with 10. Again, I think that's a good amount of, of points. See, like that's one where like Kashima ended with four. Koguma ended with nine. And I am definitely like, I definitely prefer one over the other. Next up we had the much much awaited Mayu Iwatani versus Starlight Kid match. I was really surprised this match took place at this point of the card because I mean we're still uh, far away from getting into to like the big matches. Uh, at this point, Starlight Kid was like if if Starlight Kid drew or drew yeah drew or she won she was going to defeat momo watanabe and advance to well actually a draw i think would have still gone to momo because it would have been 12 12 but if starlight kid won she would advance and she would have been in the finals and not momo uh momo for for what it's worth she didn't have a match in the tournament this show because she was supposed to wrestle julia um but and so it came about like, you know, Mayu can spoil Starlight Kid. And the match itself, I thought it was what it was supposed to be at this point of their stories. Uh, kind of like their story. If, I mean, if you haven't been following Stardom, is that Starlight Kid was taken away from Mayu as from a, like by Oedotai. Uh, and what ended up happening is that maybe a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome or or something, but Starlight Kid decided to stay with Odotai because she was she wanted to become kind of like her own self. She wants to grow as her own wrestler. She was she doesn't want to be under Iwatani's shadow. She wanna someone doesn't want to be a psychic anymore. And so this was the first match that Starlight Kid had to show what she got against Iwatani. And what happened was that even though Starlight Kid got a good amount of offense, uh, Mayu Watani still showed that she's still better than Starlight Kid. And she 
in a way dominantly defeated her um and yeah like she showed that she couldn't do it and that was it that was fantastic uh like there was a little bit of heat in this match like not not like heat like heat work because they hate each other but just heat uh and I really, really enjoyed it. The The match itself was really good, but I enjoyed just the repercussions and the story the most. Um, so it was nice to see Watani be serious and, and be in there, like ready to teach Starlight Kid a lesson about like, if you want to go and you want to be my equal, this is a level that you're going to have to like bring up yourself into. Because otherwise... You're just another sidekick. <laughs> and so that was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, with this point, Iwatani advanced to 11 points. She's still eliminated, but she also played spoiler for Starlight Kid. And so officially, Momo Watanabe is going to be in the finals of the tournament against the winner of the blue block, uh, the blue stars. Um, next up, we had... If not for the dud, arguably the worst match of the night. Not my least favorite match, just the worst match of the night. Ruaka versus Asumi. This was good in short. A lot of like Oedotai interference as usual. Asumi just kind of survived it. Kind of beat up Ruaka a little bit. And then she won with La Mystica and into Asumi Sushi. Um... Coming into this match, Ruaka has zero points. I was really, really worried that of all people, it was going to be Asumi that Ruaka was going to defeat to get at least two points. But no, uh, indeed, it was a zero point tournament for Ruaka. Um, that's why I was I, I wondering myself, like, I don't remember if it was that for Ruaka that replaced Natsuko Tora. Um, maybe Ruaka replaced someone else. I just remember there was a couple of, of replacements. Um, but uh, yeah, Raka ended the tournament with zero points. She took all losses. Uh, I mean, that would tell you that maybe she shouldn't be added to the Grand Prix next year. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm probably sure that she, well, I mean, hopefully she will grow in next tournament. And she can give us a better performance because she wasn't really good. She relies a lot on cheating, but not in a dumb Matsumoto way, which is what's, I mean, it's what she's trying to, to copy. Like the weird thing is she's trying to copy Natsuko Tora and Natsuko Tora is trying to copy dumb Matsumoto. And so maybe it's a matter of a copy of a copy of a copy where Ruaka is not that good. Uh, the, I mean, the way she does it. So I don't know. I, I think Ruaka definitely needs to work a lot on her style maybe it's just a matter of like Ruaka needs to maybe what could benefit Ruaka is to leave stardom and go to somewhere like marvelous or go to somewhere like even sendai or i don't think Oz academy but maybe sendai or maybe um marvelous probably those two and just learn from wrestling like bigger hosses like learn from chikusa nagayo learn from wrestling um 
Chihiro Hashimoto, uh, those type of people. And maybe she'll learn how to like be confident when it comes to putting your weight into a match. Because I think that, that I think that's what hits her the most. Like she doesn't take advantage of her size in the match. Um, and it comes off as she's lacking or she's not going strong. She's just like, I don't know, like scared of, of hurting people. And I think that is a big detriment to her. Obviously, the cheating, the, the cheating is bad, but you can work with the cheating and make it good. Um, but I don't think Ruaka is doing that. So I don't know. We'll see where, where the career takes her. She did end with zero points. So I think that should matter, in my opinion. Asumi ended with eight points. She kind of recovered. But again, I expected much more from Asumi or I, I expected to be given to for Asumi to give it be given more uh, because she's fantastic. Uh, she was she was like the one person in the tournament that I was always looking forward to. Not I mean, I knew that Siuri or Hayashishita or Momo were going to give me top level matches. But it was Asumi, the person that I was always like, just so looking forward to seeing her matches because everything that she did, she was fantastic. Like her energy is fantastic. Uh, like spoiler alert, but she won the the outstanding performance award for a third time in a row in the tournament. She's incredibly fantastic, and so I really came expecting. Uh, Asumi to give, I mean, to at least make it to the 10 point level, you know, uh, maybe kind of like more like a Natsupoi performance where she got, I mean, she got nine points, it's slightly better, but yeah, I was really disappointed by Asumi. Maybe she was just like in a really hard uh block because she was in there with the top, really, I mean, the top echelon of stardom. But still, I don't know. I just thought like Asumi deserved better. Uh, I, but I guess eight points is not that bad. I mean, especially when you, I mean, we're talking about Ruaka too here with zero points. But yeah, this match wasn't good. It was short though. So I guess I, I can't complain in that sense. <laughs> uh, we had, so like the next couple of matches are mostly about like spoiler matches where we came down to the people that could potentially contend for the blue block because at this point we have Sayaka Mitani with 11 points. We have Konami with 10. We have Suri and Iroha with 11 points. And then we have Hayashishita with 10 points. All of them could still be in contention if with like with the right combination. If Sayaka Mitani wins, she goes to 13 points. And at that point, it would take a win by either Iroha or Suri to tie her, not even defeat her, to tie her. And so that is like a tricky thing. Um, a win by Konami or a win by Hayashita will take him to 11 points, I mean to 12 points. And at that point, if Kamitami loses and Suri and Iroha tie, I mean, there may be a combination. Like Konami has wins over certain people, so she getting 12 points and the rest getting 12 points. She, Konami could manage to get that tiebreaker win and advance to the finals. And that's pretty much like the case for everyone. Like same with Hayashishita because she also has 10 points. And so that's kind of like how, um, how we got into the drama 
of the end of the show uh, of the blue block. First up, we have Unai Sakayaka defeating Sayaka Mitani. Plain spoilers. Sayaka uh, goes up to nine points. Kamitani stays at 11. She is at this point not officially eliminated because there is a chance that things could go weird. But uh, when it comes to Suri and Iroha, like, I don't know if like, countdowns don't give you. Uh, zero points they still give you one point of a draw so uh in a way she is eliminated but we still need to to get there um but yeah Sayaka, uh, unagi sayaka gets the win the match itself was it was good both wolf women tend to be like the underdogs in their matches and so when it came to this match um uh, there really wasn't like an underdog story it was just like two women going at it and back and forth and I guess maybe Sayaka played a little bit of underdog, but not that much. Um, and at the end, Sayaka like ended up pulling out a lot of match, a lot of moves. Uh, she did the gory special twice, and in both cases, I think one Kamitani escape, and then on the other one, Sayaka just like pulled so hard that she ended up like flipping Say Kamitani and losing control. But then she went for the Taigi Diata. And that was the, the deal, the deal break, uh, what sealed the deal for Sayaka Mitani, which is a move that she hasn't been pulling out as much. Uh, I mean, when she gets to win, she she does it, but she does like it's not a move that gets kicked out of a lot. Uh, so now it was good when she hit the Taigi Diata. Uh, so yeah, that was a fun match. Uh, not the best, but definitely a fun match. Next up, we had Konami and Maika. This is I mean, what a what a fantastic combo. Um, unfortunately, it was a short match. Uh, really, really short. I think it went like less than seven minutes. But uh, it was Micah dealing with Oedo Tai. Uh, pretty similar to, to Asumi and Raka. And Konami worked Micah's arm. But then Micah just kind of like recovered and hit the Mishinoku driver two for the win. So again... Konami stays at 10. Micah goes up to 9. Both are eliminated. I mean, Micah was eliminated beforehand, but she plays spoiler and she keeps Konami at 10. So now it's down to Iroha, Suri, and Hayashi Shita. As we mentioned, Kamitani is technically eliminated, but not officially. Um, so the tricky thing here, and I can jump to this, is because Suri and Iroha went to a time limit draw. And that is like such an interesting combination because Suri and Hayashishita went to a time limit draw. Iroha and Hayashishita went to a time limit draw. And now Suri and Iroha went to a time limit draw. So what happens here? They like if Hayashishita wins her match against Tam Nakano, they all have 12 points. The trick here is that we have to look at the win loss records. Uh, Suri and Hayashita, if like, I mean, Suri at this point, she is 5 1 and 2. And when she draws, she's 5 2 2. If Hayashishita, uh, like Hayashita at this point, she is 4 2 2. So if she were to win against Tamakano, she goes up to 5 2 2, and we have a proper tie, 
which would probably require a COD versus Ashita match on the spot, which uh, didn't happen. Uh, and then I think Iroha at this point was 4-2, no, 4-1-2, I think. And so she needed the win to advance to 5-2-2. Two, two. Uh, instead, I think she ended with 5-2, no, 4-3-2, I think so. Um, and so because of that, the draw between Suri and Iroha gives Suri the edge because she has the better record. So the match was fantastic. I I was like at that point of the show, this I was like, this is going to the, be the match of the night. 30 minute draw because between like Suri and Iroha who are so similar to each other. They I think they've only wrestled like once in their life. Uh, I think this was the first time. I think they like they've been wrestled together since I don't know, like 2015, 2014. Uh, but mostly tag matches. I think this was their first one-to-one uh, -one match, and they just went 30 minutes and they kicked it like out of the field. Fantastic wrestling. Like I said, like they're both really similar. Like Suri's more MMA and Ilo has more of a pro wrestler, but they they. They mixed really, really well. Uh, just a bunch of slams and strikes and submissions. And um, Sudi worked over Iroha's arm. Iroha worked over Sudi's head. And at the end, they just went to the 30-minute time limit. And fantastic. So at this point, Sudi advances to 12 points. She eliminates Iroha. And she only now has to wait for Hayashi Shita to wrestle Tom Nakano in the final match arguably of the tournament not the finals themselves but just the final tournament match itself and what happens but Tom Nakano the white belt champion defeats Utami Hayashita the red belt champion in yet another match of the year contender just a fantastic fantastic match not as good as Suri versus um uh, Iroha, in my opinion, but close to it. This was just fantastic. This was, again, the perfect mix between both women's styles. Nakano tends to be like a, an underdog first, and then she kind of like builds herself up and just goes like all Ibushi zombie on their opponents. And so that was like kind of like part of her story. Hayashita is mostly just a dominant like typhoon destroying everything in front of her and that's that what's her like part of the match was and this was great uh nakano ended up winning in a sequence where they just started hitting germans or backdrops on each other over and over and over again and at the end uh nakano happens to have a twilight dream move which is a killer and, and can get you from behind and so she hits the twilight dream and she wins so i i thought this was fantastic coming into this match i was like i'm i don't know who they're going to give the win to because it is red champion versus white champion um at this point hayashita had 10 points nakano had eight and so like you could tell that during the tournament, like, Hayashita was way more dominant than Tom. But 
at the end of the day, like they both ended with 10 points. I think that kind of winning is not about like necessarily showing that she's better, but like they're, they're kind of like in the same place. Um, I, I thought this was just incredible, incredible booking from Rossi. Like the, the way the points ended up working in this tournament was a really, really strong, uh, you know, like argument for Rossi as maybe Booker of the Year. I mean, he's not going to win Booker of the Year, but I think he has a strong contention. Um, and then we go into the finals. Red champion winner, Momo Watanabe. Blue champion winner, Siuri. And what a just a fantastic match. This was yet another match of the year contender. This one, I went five stars. I love this match. Like it, it started from the pre-match interviews where you see that Momo is ready. She is focused. She only had to wrestle Hanan and Rina in the opener like four hours ago. Um, and even then, like it was like a four minute match. And even though she lost, she didn't really take a pin. So that means uh, she didn't have to like take a lot of offense. And so she's ready. She's ready to get the tournament. On the other side, the other interview, we have Sudi. And Sudi just won 30 minutes with Takumi fucking Iroha. Her head hurts. Her like her neck is, is burning. Julia is there kind of supporting Sudi because they're best friends. And like they start coming down to the ring. Momo Watanabe is is, is like almost like watching uh Tomohiro Ishii just like just focused on one thing and that thing is the ring she's not even wearing her mask she's just carrying to the ring because she is get ready to get in a fight and then comes Suri who is hurting who is tired and who is like in the biggest match maybe of her career uh I don't know but um uh, you know she she's she's looking at the ring she's looking at the crowd and, and she knows that she this is this is it you know she has to do it and then go in the ring and momo watanabe is just a freaking like if i called hayashita a typhoon like momo watanabe is like straight up the hurricane she's straight up the tsunami she's like a machine destroying suri inside the ring she's going after her head both inside and outside the ring like lariats strikes slams um she even hits a like a crunchy outside of the ring, and just like Suri's like, man, she's done. She comes back into a ring and she starts to make a comeback with every kick and every strike and every slam that she could manage. And then, like, Suri survives the freaking peach sunrise, and she comes back with kicks and slams. And finally, of all the moves, she hits the Emerald Flotion. And she gets the win. The one of the, the most iconic moves in Japan. Like the one move that ends things uh in Japan. She hits the Emerald Flotion and she gets the win. And it's like it's like the most uh emotional thing ever. Because the first thing you see is all of Dona del Mundo just rush in the ring and like 
they're going to be, to look over Sudi to help her out, you know, bring the water, bring the spray. But the first thing that Sudi does is just hug them. And so they're just hugging each other. And it's like, man, like it's a, it's a beautiful image to see like a stable in a group, like so, so united over the win of one of their, their members. And so it's just like a beautiful, beautiful like scene. Uh, then we have a little bit of, I guess, like bookkeeping and comedy because uh, Hayashishita and Takumi Iroha kind of like raced to the to the ring after Suri said like, like I know we have Osaka Joe Hall coming up in a couple of days, but I want to challenge for the red title at Sumo Hall because I want to win the year like in a big way. And so Suri challenges Hayashita for the red belt at Sumo Hall. And so that's when say Hayashita and Iroha both kind of like rushed the ring. And before Hayashita can say anything, Iroha gets, gets the microphone and she's like, if Suri is challenging at Sumo Hall, I want to challenge Hayashita at Osaka Joe Hall. And as we mentioned, Hayashita and Iroha win the 30 minutes. And so Rossi Ogawa, kind of like from, from the, the commentary table, he's like, sure, thumbs up. And so we have Hayashita versus Iroha at Osaka Dream Cinderella. I think that's Osaka Dream Cinderella. And then we have the winner of that match because, I mean, it's kind of like, it kind of tells you that it's going to be Iroha. But the winner of that match taking on Suri, the winner of the tournament at Stardom Dream Queendom. Yes, that's the name. So fantastic, right? Eventually, Suri's like, all right, fuckers, get the fuck out of my ring. I won. <laughs> this is my ring right now. And then who runs into the ring but Tom Nakano, the white belt champion. And so Suri's more like, ah, what the fuck? And Nakano nominated Mayu Iwatani for her Osaka Joe Hall challenger. Uh, Iwatani came down and in her most Mayu Iwatani way accepted uh, the match. She originally fucked up and said that they're going to wrestle at Ota Ward. But Tom Nakano was there to like, no, 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 Osaka Joe Hall. <laughs> and so that was that was fun, like a little bit of, of good uh, sentiment at that point and at the end just uh, again Suri told him to fuck off so she could kind of like close the show Konami since she doesn't have I mean Suri since she doesn't have a match for Osaka she decided to challenge Konami who is one of the wrestlers that got a, a win over her during the tournament so I, I think that's perfectly good uh, I mean defeating Konami is going to be good for Suri to build up uh, to to the December show so yeah, that was the that was the end at that point. After 20 minutes, they everyone came back for the official crowning of winners. Um, obviously, Sudi got her crown, her trophy, but they also gave up the five star awards, which are the awards for the participants, the outstanding participants in the tournament. Technical skill award went to Starlight Kid. Fighting Spirit went to Anagi Sayaka. 
outstanding performance were to Asumi again third time in a row. The Red Stars' best match was Iwatani and Julia from, I think it was the first show uh, in Budokan where Julia defeated Mayu. And then the Blue Stars' best match was Suri and Iroha, which we had just seen a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> and then uh, the finalist, uh, Momo Watanabe, got her kind of like her trophy of being the, the runner-up, and then Suri got her stuff. And then everyone left. Suri had some couple of final words. She dedicated her match to her mom, who passed away last year. And she closed the shows afterwards. And that was the closing of one of the best shows of the year. Um, Stardom once again hits it out of the park. Uh, like the growth and, and the quality that we've seen with Stardom this year really puts them up. in, in my opinion, the top two promotion of the year. Like you can't really argue that AW has achieved way more this year. But like stardom like when it comes to japan like stardom this year was the promotion in my opinion uh and i think if, if not for aw stardom would be the best promotion of the year this year and this show is just an example of what i'm talking about it's just fantastic wrestling storylines like booking personalities characters everything top to bottom in one freaking show and i mean if you look back at the whole tournament we had some couple of hiccups but what a fantastic tournament um just you know they they dealt with so many things uh but ended up having just a fantastic tournament and man i, I just couldn't be happier of being a stardom fan uh, the other stuff that we saw from Japan, um, I won't go like super into detail in the G1 Climax. Uh, I can give you the results up to today. Uh, so maybe spoilers once we get into the results of today. But 9-26, September 26, we had a, this was a Block A tournament show. Uh, Juji Nagata and Shingo Takagi, as we know, uh, Naito is out of the tournament, so we're having kind of like filler matches. Nagata did too. I think, oh, Bushi already started his. And I think after Bushi comes the Hiromu matches, maybe? Uh, I think so. I think uh, Hiromu is after Bushi. And those matches are going to be fantastic. I mean, Ishii versus Hiromu. I am so looking forward to that match. But yeah, Shingo defeated Juji Nagata, obviously. Uh, the Great Okan defeated Juji, I mean Juhiro Takahashi in a okay match. Uh, Toriyano and Tangaloa wrestled, and Yano won. This was actually really bad, even for a Yano match. And you know, if you've been listening to the show for the last year, uh, happy birthday, WRPX. You know that I like Jano. I I can perfectly dis- make a distinction between comedy matches and work rate matches and i qualify them separately because they're not the same thing this wasn't a good yano match this was a couple that i mean it had a couple of spots that really really pushed on that comedy level like this was touching antonio honda types of comedy which is okay for ddt but it's not 
okay for New Japan. And it's really similar to the, the, the conversation we had about Koguma be, uh, doing comedy or cutesy stuff in stardom against someone like Tokyo Joshi. And so I, I didn't like this Jana versus Loa match. Uh, Ishii and Kenta had a pretty good match, probably one of the best Kenta matches that we've seen as of late. Um, and Kenta won the match with a roll up. Ishii at this point is still in zero points. So boy, you better start you better start winning because you can't go much longer without it. And the one match that we do need to talk about, Zack Saber Jr. defeated Kota Ibushi via submission. At this point, Zack Saber is undefeated. Like this is show number three for Block A, and he is undefeated. He has submitted, not just like defeated, like submitted. Tetsuya Naito, Kota Ibushi, and the champion Shingo Takagi. Uh, Ibushi, like in this match, it was actually a verbal uh, submission because he was completely tied up. He couldn't even like move his hands to tap out. Man, like Zack Sabre Jr. right now is on cloud nine. He is, in a way, the strongest competitor in the tournament uh i mean opposite the other the other block okada is also having a a super strong tournament but man like what an incredible incredible performance that sack saver is putting out there and he like i love his post-match promos because he's like three dick hits down six to go and he's just talking trash he's calling out uh brian danielson like Zack Sabre Jr. right now is on an incredible role and I love that he's being portrayed this way. It, it, I don't know, like I I don't I don't think he's going to make it to the finals, but I think there is an argument that he could make it to the finals uh and just lose against Okada, and that would be perfectly okay. Um eventually someone will defeat him, but at this point, he has taken down all the top guys from Block A. And so if he starts losing, it's it may just be a matter of slip-ups. Like Yano, for instance. Yano is likely going to defeat Saber. I can totally see that. Uh, I don't know who else. I, I guess I guess Kenta Oloa could defeat him just because of cheating. Ishii probably will defeat him like straight up legit. But man, like Zack Saber Jr., he's just like in fantastic. Like this feels like the Zack Saber Jr. from like two years ago that we were seeing at the top of the cards in WXW in progress in Repro. This feels like main event Zack Saber, which we hadn't seen in a while. We've seen tag tag team Zack Saber, or even like Suzuki's gun Zack Saber hasn't ever been like that strong but like right now he is really being pushed he is the sole representative of, of suzuki gun right now along with taichi so he is giving like fantastic performances and that was a really good show from from the 26 uh really quick on the on the 20 no that was 26 29 which was yesterday's show we had Evil defeat Tai Chi. So Tai Chi takes a, uh, his first loss in the tournament. Sanada defeated Chase Owens. And I have to say, 
Chase Owens, for all of those people that were hating and like, oh man, the tournament's gonna suck this year because Chase Owens is there. Like Chase Owens is having one of the better tournaments. Uh, he's having a better tournament that many other guys are having right now. Uh, Chase Owens is is really really pushing himself to to show that he can hang with these guys and that he belongs in, in the G1 climax. Uh, so good for him. So now, the, I mean, he's still gonna take a loss. I, I think Chase Owens may end up with a, like a two, or even a zero. But I think Chase Owens right now is about showing that you can hang with the big boys. Uh, Jeff Cobb defeated Goto. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Tamatonga, and in the main event, Okada defeated Yoshihashi. And the match of the night, real good match. Not super outstanding, but a really good match. Uh, Hashi is just another guy that, I mean, since last year, he's been really trying to push himself more. Uh, he's also kind of like starting to like, also kind of like find himself what he can do and what he should do. So really good. Um, but that was it. Uh, Goto versus Kof was arguably like the second best match of the night. Uh... I, I think some people may like Tonga versus Tanahashi just because of Tanahashi, but I thought Cobb versus Goto was better. Sanada versus Owens was good, but it was so so like on the shorter side. And Taichi versus Evil, like I don't know, like if you're okay with Evil, uh, I think you may enjoy the match way more than people who who don't like Evil. I think Evil is just one of those guys that at this point just gets bad ratings because he's Evil. Uh, not in the sense of being evil just because that's his name and so i think it's similar to yano i think people are just going to give him bad ratings because it's their default they may not even see the match and they're like oh it's an evil match so i think that's what hurting the match most uh about if you're okay with that stuff i think they had a, a decent match it was it was okay and then today spoiler alert uh-huh, just in case uh you haven't watched the show and you don't want to get spoiled by by this show. Yuhiro Takahashi defeated Bushi in the filler match, so Bushi starting his matches. Ishii defeated Tangaloa, so Ishii gets his first win in the tournament. Good for him. Zack Saber defeated the Great Okan, so uh, Okan and Saber have been undefeated at this point. Saber takes the lead. Saber is. 4-0 at this point. He is at the top of both cards, uh, at least until Okada has his, his fourth match. But, I mean, Saber is starting to come close to the point where um, he will have a really strong lead to the point where bringing him down is going to be harder. So that's what I'm saying. Like I think he may end up being, being in contention for that finals. Um I would imagine so, especially now that Naito's not in here. I, I, I can totally see Saber taking that spot because I don't think Chingo's going to make it to the finals. I think he's going to like let someone else take that spot. Uh, Ibushi could, uh, but I mean we don't know. We don't know what the plans for Ibushi are. He's not exactly like kicking ass right now, and I mean. I, we we kind of know that Ishii's not going to be that guy. He already has three losses. Kenta is not likely to be that guy. So I think it's down to Shingo, Ibushi, and Saber. And I think there's a big chance that it just comes down to Saber without Naito. So uh, really good. 
Ibushi defeated Toriano uh, four matches. Uh, I mean, this was a Jano match, of course. And then we had Shingo Takagi defeat Kenta in a really good match. I, I enjoyed that match a lot. Um, I actually watched this matches right before I started recording. Uh, I woke up early because I knew that I had to to record this show today, and I knew that I wanted to get this show in. And so, uh, a quick show. Like the be- the best thing about the G One this year is that they're not even doing the Young Lion matches every show. And so you are done with with the show really really quickly. Uh, it's I mean, it's really there's no argument to not be following. It's really easy this year. But uh, yeah, so at this point, I mean, we're really still really early in the tournament, but it is starting to look like a Okada win in my opinion. And if like if I can predict, I'm going to say we're going to get an Okada versus Saber finals. If not, an Okada Ibushi, because uh, Ibushi can still kind of like make that comeback and just just hopefully give us the performances that people are saying that he's not given. I, I think he's been okay, <laughs> but I don't know. But yeah, that's the G1 Climax um, update up to day seven. We're kind of like halfway through the whole thing. It usually goes 19 days. Uh, so I we're kind of like starting to touch that midpoint of the tournament. And I don't know. It's been it's been good. It's been fun. I've been enjoying it way more than I thought I was gonna enjoy it. To be honest, like when the the five star Grand Prix started, I was like, man, I think this is going to be better than the G one. But as of now, I think I'm enjoying both. Almost similar. Uh, different different things, obviously for sure. But I'm enjoying it. Um. So yeah, that's the G one climax. As for DDT, I mentioned that I watched the who's gonna top show from saturday let me find a date yeah uh so this was main evented uh on the 26th by the way from kurakan hall this was main evented by konosuke takeshita making his first big kod open way title defense against chris brooks a really really good match arguably one of Chris Brooks's best match. I, I mean, if not the best match he's ever had. Um, I mean, maybe he had some like better matches in Rep Pro or or progress that I didn't watch. But when it comes to like what I've seen of Chris Brooks, like this was the best match he's ever had. Um, just a really emotional match, like super like strong hitting, uh, just fantastic performances by the, both guys. We had the final match of Damnation. They are. I mean, this was their deadline. Uh, Daisuke Sasaki, Matt Polly, and Tetsuya Endo defeated Nobuhiro Shinotani, Shuji Ishikawa, and Soma Takao. Juji Hino was just there kind of like uh, as a second for the second team. But I, I was surprised that they, they didn't give him the spot. I, I It would have been perfectly okay, in my opinion, to to have like Hino replace Shimatani. Or, or some combination. Like, I would have loved to see Hino versus Ishikawa for sure. But, uh, yeah, uh, that is the final match for Damnation. Unfortunately, sad. But I think it was, like, a good feel. And it was a really good match, actually. Um, other results, we had Akijama and Yoshihiko. Yes, Jun Akijama and Yoshihiko teamed up 
to wrestle Disaster Box, uh, Harashima and Hirata. This actually, you've probably seen some gifs of Hirata wrestling Yoshihiko, and those were good. That was good stuff. Uh, Honda, Naomi Yoshimura, and Saki Akai defeated then Shokujino, Masahiro Takahashi, Takanashi, and Yoru, Toru Owashi. Okay, stuff. Akito, Daisuke Sakemoto, Kasusahi Gucci, and Yuki Unai defeated uh, Sanana Kamina, Mao, Shuma Katsumata, Yuki Ueno, and Keiko Nakamura. Uh, this was like a this was like a bit of a clusterfuck of a lot of things happening. Uh, I, this like uh, what's his name Tenryu was out there like cutting speeches <laughs> around this match. Uh, there was a I think she's a celebrity like an idol called Haruna uh, Ikubo, and I think she also kind of like got into some altercation with Sanchiro Takagi. There was a lot of things happening in that match. Uh, the pheromones, uh, Juki Ino and Jumehito Imanari uh, with Dino. So Imanari kind of like joined the pheromones, defeated Okatani and Okada, who are, I mean, young boys for a minute match, doesn't matter. Sanchiro Takagi and Jumi Kohota defeated Mitsuki Watase and Shinya Aoki. And maybe this was a match where, I'm kind of confusing where the Chankiro Takagi stuff happened, but He's getting into to matches with idols, <laughs> and in the opener, the I mean the this and the previous one were pre-show matches. The the opener of the pre-show was Juki Ishida and Juja Kuroku going to a five-minute time limit draw. A fun show. I, I definitely think that the only two matches that I would go out of my way to watch are the two like the Damnation versus Damnation match and Takashita versus Brooks. But if you enjoy DDT, I would totally watch Akiyama and Joshihiko versus Disaster Box. That was that was fun if you like DDT. Uh, otherwise, skip that match too. And yeah, so that is it for, for Japan. And that is it for the show this week. Uh, I, I've kind of like been slowing down on the impact uh, forecast because... I I mean, as you may have noticed, some of the episodes this month have been somewhat delayed. They're, uh, I'm just like, I got myself into a lot of stuff work-wise. <laughs> and so it's 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 been uh, somewhat more delayed to cover uh, some of these shows. And I mean, that includes Impact. Like I'm still doing the, the Impact stuff for Figure 4 W Online, of course. But... Uh, if you do want a, a, a quick preview of Impact, Christopher Daniels came back last week. He returned to the promotion. And so uh, we're going to have Madman Fulton and Christopher Daniels today. I think they're going to build to Ace Austin versus Daniels at Bound for Glory. Uh, we have a number one contenders match between The Influence, which is Tennille Dashwood, and Madison Rain versus Ten uh, Jordan Grace. And Rachel Ellering, the winners take on Decay at Bound for Glory. We have a Morrissey versus Eddie Edwards street fight, um, which is interesting because that kind of feels like that could have, like, I don't know what they're going to build for Bound for Glory between these guys. I think it's going to be a bloody match, but I kind of figured like the street fight would have been it. So maybe they're going to build for like barbed wire. A massacre or something because they're having the street fight tonight and also uh they're going to be doing a i guess we haven't talked about it but 
I mean, oh yeah, we talked about it. Like Josh Alexander relinquished the X Division title, so there's going to be a a tournament like they used to do it for Destination X, where we're going to have a series of three way matches, and the winners are going to go into. I think it's going to be a four way match at Bound for Glory. So the first of the qualifiers is going to be Laredo Kid, uh, Trey Miguel, and the debuting Alex Zane, uh, recently fired from WWE. And he's a he's a good impressive kid, so so I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, so yeah, that is going to be Impact. Uh, if you are interested, um, just mm, I mean I think at this point I'm just gonna start doing like more quick recaps, or not recaps, just like previews. Uh, but yeah, that is it for this week's episode of WRPX. Um, thank you for following, even in the chaotic uh, schedule that I've got myself into. But thank you for following. Remember, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and WRPXpodcast.com. You can find me on Twitter as DWRevolution, where you can see like more updates of what's going on and, and my, my thoughts about wrestling. And you can go to DWrestlingRevolution.com, where you can find all the written versions of the shows that we talk about in this and every other show that we've ever done. Um... And that's also another place where you can have conversations more, more actually more in-depth conversations about the shows, not just like uh, tweets that are limited to 140 or whatever it is characters at this point. Uh, you can go to the wrestling revolution. If you want to have a longer conversation about whatever show that we, you, you want to talk about. Uh, I mean, even, even American wrestling that we rarely cover in the show, but sure. Of course you want to tell me why, Drex, Drax, Drew, Drew, Drew Draper, Drew, Drew, Drex Draper. I don't know what his name is. I mean, you're gonna go and tell me why he's why he's good. But thank you again, WRPX. I'll see you. I promise next week. Adios. Well, that's about it. Son of a gun, we've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again. For Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye-bye, everybody.